Alright, good evening folks. I'm coming to you after coming out of the theater for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. A little drive home. No spoilers podcast. Uh, I do enjoy giving a little no spoilers podcast review. And so I appreciate everyone who listens to these. Uh, Hopefully you gained something out of my uh, car time ramblings okay so here we go black panther um letitia wright really carried the movie that's that's kind of the first thought that sticks with me because um letitia wright plays the role of shuri and there was obviously a just there's not words to describe the wake that was left from the uh, untimely passing of chadwick boseman and i it it's at the forefront in this movie and I'm not one to uh, I'm absolutely not one to to get emotional watching a movie Um, there are times I guess for select movies but usually those are the ones that I watch with the wife at home not the ones that I choose to go out and see in theaters those are more action packed and uh, and ones that I really put on the calendar quite some time in advance and uh, certainly I if I go see a movie, I just generally don't get emotional in the theater. And holy moly, like the first 10 minutes of this film is uh, just like if emotion personified punched you in the face. It was uh, it was overpowering the poignancy that this film portrayed at times with the uh, passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, like the first 10 minutes is... It's, it's in your face. And some of that was revealed in the trailers they've released. Uh, and then in about the last five minutes of the movie, too. No spoilers, but uh, the last five minutes of the movie just left you, as the credits rolled, like, wow. Um, I am one to find the little nuances of the Marvel Studios credit roll in the beginning. And I don't really care if I spoil this. It's all Chadwick Boseman. They, they inserted the entire thing of Marvel Studios rolling in the beginning is Chadwick Boseman. And uh, it, it was very evident that this film was designed, I mean, it, it as to be expected, it says at the end, uh, in uh, dedicated to our friend Chadwick Boseman. And, and uh, so it's there. They, they do not gloss over the fact that they lost a character that was uh, prominent in the Marvel Universe and was set up for a future in the Marvel Universe. But uh, with that just very untimely, very unfortunate, very tragic passing of of Bozeman from uh, the entire Marvel landscape, they needed somebody to step up. And uh, I think Letitia Wright did a good job as Shuri. I think the character arc that she showed over this movie uh, with some awesome twists... Uh, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of that I I did not expect some things in this movie. And that was cool. You go into a movie, and if you can get some things you didn't expect, that's a neat experience. That's a cool part of being in a movie. Uh, I'm not going to go much further than that, but absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that I didn't expect is the return of um, Agent Ross. I don't know why, I just didn't think that he'd be back, but he was jovial as always. Uh, Winston Duke as M'Baku was, uh, he kind of had the Bane, Dark Knight Rises voice rocking, 
I thought, but um, he was a little comic relief uh, while still providing a uh, touching, needed, pivotal role in this film. And uh, I think my excitement has... I'm, I'm proud of myself for holding it to this point without getting into the antagonist in this movie. The uh, I'm going to call him the quote-unquote villain. I guess he is, by definition, the villain in this film. This is not spoiling anything. He was in the trailers. It's been acknowledged that he was going to be in this movie. He was going to be the first mutant. But we have Namor, um, or Kulkan. Uh, I forget what they call him. But the uh, the the king, the feathered serpent god, Kulkan. Um, the leader of Talokan. And I can't do justice to how some of these words were said in this film. One of the neatest things that Marvel Studios did back in 2018 was lean into expanding the universe that they'd provided to that point, culturally, uh, ethnically, and uh, they sort of did that in this movie as well by... Uh, moving into Aztec culture, we have uh, Tenet Cuerta was the actor who portrayed Namor, and uh, I thought the the presence that he brought to the film was cool and authentic, and uh, he just looked, every time he was on screen, he looked so freaking imposing, and like a dude you do not want to mess with, but one of the coolest things that Marvel did in this film and that the director Ryan Coogler did was the best villains are the ones who you can understand where they're coming from. I've always believed that, that if you're going to have a villain that is just, ah, I want to I wanna ruin everything for everybody else, those are the villains that belong on the movies that my four-year-old watches. And those aren't the, the more captivating villains. The unique thing about this film uh, and what Marvel Studios and Coogler and, and the creative team behind this movie, what they did, again, because um, they did it phenomenally well with Black Panther, the first one, uh, what they did in this movie was Namor was a believable villain. It's a villain that you, an antagonist that you want to side with at times. Uh, his story is believable. His mission is commendable. And so that's what makes everything that takes place after that more enticing, uh, more heartbreaking on a couple different levels. So I was, I was very excited about Namor. His name, they give you a reason for his name in this film, uh, which I thought was um, just very easily graspable as to why his name is Namor. We're also introduced to a new character in this film who, I mean, you can, if you've done any sort of research or looking into this film, uh, I'm not going to spoil it here, but it's it's not a difficult next step to take to figure out uh, what new character we get to the Marvel Universe in this film. Uh, and that new character was fun, was young, uh, provided a, a lens into what Marvel could look like for the next few years, uh, as long as this character and this actress uh, are involved. 
Um, I thought it was a great movie. It, it doesn't, I don't think, live up to the first film, the first Black Panther movie, uh, because I feel like that first Black Panther was kind of out of left field. Uh, it was different than what Marvel had done to that point. It was unique. It was authentic. And this was, unfortunately for this film, this was just a continuation of that story that had already been a, uh, that had had been set up, that world that had already been uh, foundationally established. It was definitely good. It was uh, yes, it was poignant. Yes, it was. Um, a continuation of a world that had already been pre-built, but this was a good movie, uh, and and I cannot really. Sometimes I come on these drive homes and I take fault with certain things that have taken place in the film. Uh, I point out things like the score and and uh, you know the action sequences, things like that. This was a very well thought out movie. Um, there are some deeper. Uh, conflicts that take place kind of below the surface of what you're getting just in a superhero movie. Um, the idea of codependency and, and loss and what we hope to gain from loss. And uh, this was this was a really good movie. And so if you're a superhero fan, I advocate seeing this movie, of course, especially if you're a Marvel fan. If you're a superhero fan, you're a Marvel fan, uh, absolutely go see this film. Uh, maybe during the day, uh, movie ticket prices are a little pricey or find a cheap theater uh, but if you're a superhero fan this movie's definitely for you if you are a, a fan of good acting this movie is a good one for you if you're a fan of just movies that have a good message this is a good movie so Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, it's a good one go check it out and uh, that's a wrap for tonight.